Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I'm the film critic for the website Quipster.net. Thanks so much for listening. Hope that you enjoy the review you're about to hear. If you do, feel free to click the subscribe button to get all of my future reviews. And if you happen to be on iTunes, I would appreciate it if you left a review. Let other people know what you think of the show. The Quipster Film Review Podcast is the name of the show. You can also find my written work stemming all the way back till 1996, almost 20 years now, at quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today I'm going to be looking at The Lobster. It's a comedy, primarily. It's a very dark comedy. Uh, it has fantasy elements, some sci-fi, a little bit of thriller, and I guess you could kind of classify it as a romance of sorts because it does deal with love and relationships, And um, but it is a satire on them, so you're not going to get your typical uh, lovey feels through it. Uh, it's not rated in the United States, but if it were to be rated by the MPAA, it would definitely be rated R because there is some uh, disturbing violence, images, and uh, thematic material in the film. There's also some sexual content and language. It runs an hour and 58 minutes, and the star is primarily Colin Farrell. Supporting roles go to Rachel Weiss, Leia Seydoux, uh, who was one of the Bond girls, I guess you would call her, in <laughs> Inspector. Uh, John C. Riley, Ben Wishaw, Olivia Coleman, and Ashley Jansen are also in the film. Yorgos Lanthimos writes, uh, co-writes the screenplay along with Ephthemus Philippou, and Yorgos Lanthimos also is the director. So if you end up watching The Lobster, you'll have a chance you might even love it. You might be completely mystified it. You might even decide that you hate it and shut it off after a few minutes. But one thing that all of you, uh, regardless of your reaction, will come away with after seeing it is the feeling that there are not many movies you've seen quite like it. At its heart, The Lobster is a truly absurd and pitch-dark comedy. It skewers the typical love and romance tropes that you'll find in many of today's romantic comedies or even dramas. You know, all of these films that equate the need to find love with pain and death if not found in a reasonable time period, at least as dictated by our modern society that seems to devalue those who might prefer to be alone in life. In the film, a crestfallen version of Colin Farrell uh, appears. He stars as David. He's a little bit overweight in this film. He's very doughy, uh, kind of a nearsighted man who's been recently jilted by his wife. And because he is now alone, he ends up getting taken to a hotel in a remote wooded destination where newly single adults in this society go in order to find a new mate within 45 days or they'll be turned into an animal of their choosing. David chooses to be a lobster if he doesn't make it, and primarily because of their longevity and their ability to continue to procreate for their entire lives. Now, bizarre things go on in this hotel, including uh, the loners wearing chastity belts worn only by those who uh, are going back to their hotel room being alone for the evening. Uh, there are hunting parties of those people in the hotel going out with tranquilizer guns to the woods outside of the hotel. And uh, they, they actually are shooting loners who have managed to uh, not abide by the rules of uh, the hotel and the uh, inhabitants, if they manage to trank uh, some of these uh, these loners out in the woods, they get additional days, per perhaps based on their performance, to find a mate. Um, they uh, there's also this urging of coupling uh, among those people who are in the hotel, 
with others who share their individual afflictions. You know, if you have a limp, you're going to look for somebody who also has a limp. So you don't feel so bad about having a limp. Uh, there's a man with a lisp who's going to look for a woman who has a lisp and, and et cetera. So there's a lot of weird oddball details to the film. I won't really relate to them all because I don't think that if, unless you see the film, it's not going to really have much meaning to you. So I'll just move on and say that, uh, uh, writer director Yogos Lanthimos, he's a, a Greek filmmaker and he's directing this very strange alternate universe. It's kind of a near future setting, I suppose. Uh, and it feels the way that it plays out very cold and oppressive and bizarre. So that's kind of off-putting, I think, for some viewers who are looking to this and, and expecting big laughs. This is definitely much more a, a satire. So I think that you have to be on its wavelength in order to fully appreciate it. Uh, this is Lanthimos' first English-language feature-length effort. I think he did an English-language short before, but um, there's a little bit of French language thrown in. And um, it's still quite astute, even though this isn't his mother tongue, because of the uniqueness of his story. It has a very solid cast as well, and most of whom are uh, acting in complete deadpan mode because of the nature of the film. Uh, many of the characters have been stripped away from their emotions. There's very little joy to be found in their continued existence. Uh, it's very deliberate in that way. Uh, the hotel beats into their minds that it is much more advantageous and safe to be in a relationship. Uh, they're being really conditioned to understand this. Uh, and, th- and if you're alone, then, you know, you could, there's nobody there for you and you could end up dying or just being sad. Uh, and if you don't find a mate, you don't even deserve to be human according to the hotel. You end up being an animal being released into the wild and, you know, where you'll either be captured, killed, or maybe even find happiness. Who knows? But, you know, you obviously are a failure at being human if you don't find a mate. The Lobster is narrated by Rachel Weiss, and um, you don't see her for, like, the first half of the film. She does uh, come into play in the second half. She plays a, a very significant character that David meets uh, later in the story. Uh, he meets a splinter group of loners, those people out in the woods that they were, were busy tranking. And, um, they've decided that, um, pairing up, these loners are together, but they've decided that actually, uh, becoming items, like not being loners, will be forbidden among them. And this is in direct opposition to the requirements of the hotel, which is its own representation of the establishment of society. These loners are more obsessed with death than in love, and in being alone, they they even dance alone together. Uh, they use headphones in order to play their own tunes, and such that they never really identify with one another as anything but fellow loners, and that that's their one common trait that keeps them together. Now, both extremes, uh, whether the coupling or the loners, are equally foreign to David, who merely goes through the motions given to him by those in charge at any particular time. He doesn't really understand their rationale, and he eventually sees little reason as to why everyone must conform to the will of those in charge of them. But uh, just as he can't choose both sexes to be attracted to, because at the beginning of the film we see him uh, saying that he's heterosexual, but he's had a homosexual experience, Uh, maybe he should be bisexual. They won't allow that, so you can't choose. Uh, you have to choose one or the other. There's no in-between. And uh, when he comes to choosing the size of his shoes, he can't choose a half size. He either has to be one or the other. Um, 
And the people in this world are often told what to do and what they can't, and there's no wiggle room allowed or face harsh punishment. So you do have some say into what happens to you based on your actions, but those uh, those rewards and punishments are dictated by uh, society. So you basically are only able to choose that which they give you to choose. Now, not many viewers are going to be completely in tune with the very surreal satire that the lobster represents. And I will admit that there's much of the film that went well over my head on the first viewing, even if I feel that I did get enough of it, such that it does make more sense the more I dis- dissect the parts in my mind afterward. It's a deliberately disjointed piece of storytelling. It's intentionally meant to keep you off guard, and it's full of uh, strange framing shots and offbeat sense of music and theatrics to give you that feel of surrealness to the film that I think that uh, keep you from uh, uh, getting completely invested to the characters where you actually care about their fate, but yet so, so fascinated with how it plays out that you're willing to continue watching to see if you can make sense of it all, because it seems like it's just there within your grasp. It's a very cruel and unusually sadistic world that's painted here. We have people who are far from kind to one another. They're willing to insult or maim or kill one another in some instances, or maybe even kill themselves because things aren't going according to how they, the others think that they should be in life. Uh, as far as the film goes, I would say the first half of the film that's set in the hotel is much more enjoyable, at least to me, than the second half, which is set out in the forest. I think the movie descends into areas that aren't as rife with bizarre rituals. That you know, Part of the fun was actually watching this hotel and all the weird things that they did. and You kind of want to see more, and yet you're not given too much more of it. And it, uh, uh, the second half of the film takes some turns with the, the main characters that aren't as rewarding to observe. But uh, as a half that's meant to be in direct contrast to the first half, I do believe that these story elements are necessary, even if they're less than entertaining. Not every viewer will make it to the end of The Lobster, but for those who do, I do think that this is one of those films that will probably merit a repeat viewing to fully appreciate all of its symbolic complexities. Like the titular crustacean, it may seem initially impenetrable, but it's something worth savoring for those who are determined and diligent enough to get to those meaty parts within. So for a first-time viewing, I'm going to give The Lobster three stars, and three stars means uh, three, three stars out of four. Three stars means it is worthwhile for those people who are uh, interested in very surreal comedies and also who like to watch films that are decidedly different than the norm. Uh, if that means you, I definitely do recommend The Lobster for you. I think that for the most part, this is not going to be a mainstream movie or appreciated by people who merely watch mainstream films. I think that it will likely be too... Um, challenging or obtuse in some respects. Some people will just think it's stupid, you know, because anytime somebody doesn't understand something, it's stupid, which seems to me kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a paradox in that way. But, uh, but I think that it does make sense if you think about it long enough. Um, and also I, I like, as I mentioned, a repeat viewing will definitely help once you understand that this is a film that's commenting about how society uh, dictates uh, that couples are how you should be in order to be happy in life. 
And uh, you can't just live your life as a as a sole human being and not be judged or deemed as being a failure in life as a human being. So three stars is what I give The Lobster. It is definitely a unique film, and I think uh, even if it, some people may find it too challenging to really endure, I think that it's worth the effort to even to at least try it because you probably may come away liking it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope that you enjoyed the show. Uh, you can find uh, my contact information if you want to write and say anything to me directly at my website, quipster.net. You can also uh, follow me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash quipster.net, and you can also follow me on Twitter at quipster. The spelling of quipster in all of those forms is with a W, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Until next time, thanks so much for listening, and I hope that you enjoy your time with the movies. 